Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.podomatic.com. So hello ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Luke's English Podcast and it's been a little while since I recorded an episode and you're probably thinking immediately, oh my god, what has happened to Luke's voice? Well, I did actually write uh, a post recently which said that I was a bit ill and I'm still, I guess, a bit under the weather, right? Um, I've got a bad voice, but I'm alright, so don't worry, okay? I know you're all lovely, you're all concerned about my health, everything's fine. It's still English, it just sounds a little bit different. Now, this is kind of a special episode because I'm here with three of my friends, three of my co-comedians. Is that a fair way to describe you? Yes, I'd agree with that. Okay, they all agree, so that's fine. Um, You might hear some noise in the background, that's because we're right... I wonder if you know what this sound is that you can hear. It's, that's right, it's the sea. Um, Because we're in Brighton. I've told you before, I'm doing the Brighton Comedy Festival, doing a show called Snigger Happy with uh, Mr. Um, Mr. Alex Love, who's in front of me, Mr. Paul Langton, who's on the right here, and also we've got uh, Moz on the left, and Moz is doing a show of his own called Balloon, which is um, actually... Our show, Snigger Happy, starts at 7 o'clock. Uh, balloon starts at what time? 5.45. 5.45. Now, I'm going to... Uh, can I just ask you to say hello, first, first of all? Hello, Moz. Hello, Luke. Hello, Alex. Hello, Luke Thompson. Hello, Paul. Hello, Mr Thompson. OK, Mr Thompson. I like Mr Thompson the best, I think. There. Um, so, as you might already know, I've been with these guys doing comedy here in Brighton for two days. It feels like a lot longer... <laughs> For some reason, it just feels like we've been working hard. But, um, so, the comedy show, how do you feel it went today? Because we've just finished. It's, it's like 10 to 9 in the evening. Um, we're sitting on the beach. We're just resting. The weather is beautiful. It's nice and warm here. There's lots of people on the beach in little groups. It's, it's, Brighton's great. It's really cool. There's lots of little people. They're having barbecues. There's like a smell of barbecue in the air. There's lots of annoying flies everywhere, which is slightly off-putting, but never mind. That's fine. Um, so it's, it's actually really relaxing. We've just finished our show. Uh, we had quite a difficult show today, but I think we did very well. Um, so in this episode, I'm going to introduce you to these three gentlemen that uh, I find myself sitting with. uh, at this point in time and um, we'll get to know them and we'll talk a little bit about things like comedy and about life in the UK and various other things we'll just see what happens I suppose so where shall I start which person shall I introduce first I think we'll talk to Alex Love who's sitting opposite me so hello Alex hello hello Luke Mr Thompson Mr Thompson that's right sir perhaps sir sir Mr Thompson Sir. sir Mr Thompson okay so actually Moz Paul Mm-hmm. Can I ask you to just tell us a few things about Alex? 
So, Paul, I'm going to start with you because Paul and Alex are kind of, you know, they do a lot of comedy shows together and things, Edinburgh festivals, stuff like that. So, Paul, tell, tell us about Alex a little bit, shall you? Could you? Uh, I will uh, gladly do that, sir, Mr. Luke Thompson. Uh, I've known Alex for about two and a half years now. Uh, we uh, went on a comedy course together along with uh, both Luke and Moz. Uh, Yo! That's just me shouting out. That's, that's just Luke shouting out, yo. Um, well, basically, we've been uh, doing the comedy set for about two and a half years. Uh, this is our third uh, Brighton Comedy Festival. Uh, we've... Uh, fringe. Sorry, Comedy um, Fringe. The Comedy Fringe. Basically, the Fringe Festival is what they uh, they call it because they consider it to be the fringe of culture. There's things like art, music, drama, and, of course, comedy, which is why we're here. What does Fringe actually mean? It's like, um, I suppose there's a, a sort of alternative uh, freedom of expression uh, origins of, of just, uh, you know, culture, really. So that's basically a very complicated way of saying edge, yes, right? Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah, th things you wouldn't normally see, um, you know, strange um, plays uh, and strange comedy performances you wouldn't normally see uh, unless it was at the fringe so our show is called snigger happy snigger is another word for laugh basically so <laughs> happy right snigger happy uh, would you say that snigger happy is is in that category of weird comedy Alex? Well, it was today um, it got a bit weird towards the end of our <laughs> <laughs> because Luke uh, Sir Luke Thompson um, he uh, he got an audience member on stage, and it all went quite strange. He was getting him to do an impression of Robert De Niro, and nobody really knew what was happening with it. Uh, then he was doing an Al Luke was doing an impression of Al Pacino, and me and Paul were thinking, what, "What's going on? What's what's happening?" And uh, it was it was weird today, but I, I like weird comedy experiences. I find them more fun, and um, you can generally play around a lot more than you know if things are weird and happening. You have to react to. Paul is raising his finger. Thank you for that comment. Alex, Paul, you want to say something? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Um, the, the Snigger Happy show that we we, uh, we perform and have done for the last two years uh, is very much in what we'd call the mainstream of the Fringe Festival. What that means is we, uh, we are a stand-up comedy show. Uh, it's very much that we stand up and we perform to the audience. Uh, we, uh, we tell jokes. We... we uh, tell stories with a humorous ending uh, and as we've said before the fringe is built up with things like many forms of music and theatre and dance and other slightly stranger forms of comedy such as the play that Moz, Moz is doing. Uh, let's, we'll, we'll come back to talking about you guys personally in a minute we, and so on but let's introduce Moz into this. Now Snigger Happy is Alex, Paul and me and Moz you are doing this on your own, you've got your own show, it's called Balloon, tell us a little bit about that. That's true, I'm kind of a one man outfit Basically, uh, I do a play. Uh, I play a character called Clive. He's a man who's having a party, uh, and because the party's not going very well, he's inflated a balloon, and the balloon comes to life, and basically it's an hour, well, 35 minutes of him arguing with a balloon. It's, uh, it's ironic, it's weird, it's unusual. It's, uh, some people might say it's comedy, some people might not. I, I understand that today, uh, and no, 
that yesterday, on the first day, you actually had three reviewers. How many audience members in total did you have yesterday, in fact? Uh, I had 15. Uh, no, 12 people actually paid real money, which was great, and 30, uh, three reviewers from different newspapers, uh, and I got good, re uh, relatively good reviews, I thought, considering it was my first show, and a difficult show as well. Yeah, I believe you, you got some nice comments about your show today, so good, good for you, mate. Um, so, where should we go next? We were talking about Alex, I think, there. Um, so, let's see. Now, um, Paul, tell us a bit more about Alex. Uh, well, yes, uh, Alex, uh, as I said, is my, one of my closer friends within the comedy that we, we all, we, all four of us, as I said, uh, took part in a comedy course. Uh, and we, uh, myself and Alex have done quite a lot of work together, as well as the Brighton Fringe. There's also the Edinburgh Fringe uh, in Scotland, which is, I believe, the biggest European uh, festival of... of yeah. Cult, I suppose, dance, culture, society, everything like that. Um, and we've we've uh, done two Edinburgh festivals together. Society uh, as well. Yeah, society. I, you know, society. <laughs> I, I don't know why I said that. That's that's because I'm a comedian. Right. Look it up. Um, so, yes, we've done. So this will be our fifth fringe show together. I think. Is it five, Alex? No. Um. Well, if you, yeah, if you include Bryson. Um, I do include Bryson we, every yeah, time. Of course you do, because you don't do very many gigs. <laughs> and that's right. <laughs> Paul and Alex, particularly Alex, are always kind of on my case, giving me sort of, well, I wouldn't call it abuse, it's more encouragement. <laughs> um, they're always trying to encourage me to do more stand-up comedy gigs because I don't gig enough. How many stand-up comedy gigs, Alex, in your opinion, should a, a, a comedian do every month? Um, it depends on the level of the comic. Um, if you are trying to improve as much as you can, you have to do as many gigs as possible. Um, so, but realistically, you have to work to fund comedy, so you need a job as well, because we don't get paid for doing comedy yet, um, but you kind of have to keep going. So, in terms of how many gigs you need to do a month, I aim to do around 12 plus. Um, I don't always get there, but I think it's a good a good figure, but during, particularly during August, <clears throat> during the Fringe Festival in, in Edinburgh, uh, last year I did over 30 gigs, but you can easily do more up there if you push yourself. I think 12 gigs, if you, for, let's say for non-comedy people, non-comedians, 12 gigs is actually a lot. People, people are always surprised by that, I think. Am I right? Um, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, a lot of people who don't do comedy don't really understand what you know, if you want to be a comedian, it actually entails, I think, you're going to do uh, a few open mic gigs, then you're going to end up on television, and it's going to take um, a very short space of time, but it, it takes a very long time to get to the point where you have improved, where you are getting paid, and, you know, where, where you are, where you have reached a, a level of fame. Yeah. There's... There's no easy way to do it. You just have to keep working hard and, and keep writing and keep performing. Yeah. Um, guys, do you think that this, since we're all comedians, do you think that this podcast so far is, is funny enough? No. No. No? No. Right, let's make it funny. Yeah? Woo! Whoa. That's... <laughs> how do you actually make something funny? Help. Let's, let's, let's describe what's going on around us. What is funny? Moz, Moz, tell us just a few things about... There's over there, just um, on the beach, there's a few people with a boat. 
What's what the hell is going on? It looks like they've just did they just arrive from the sea? They, yes. Yes. They, yeah. So they just they just arrived from let's say uh, France. France. So these are three French people. This is obviously just fun, funny and not real. Not we're not being serious, but they, these three people on a little rubber boat have just arrived from the sea. Bearing in mind it's 9 p.m. I don't, I don't know where they came from. They just seem to arrive from France. Oh, I think, I think I do know where they come from, actually, Luke. One of them is um, unveiling a banner, and it says, "We love you, Luke." Uh, basically, what's happened is some of uh, some of the continental fans of the blog, uh, the podcast. I do yeah. apologise. Uh, they have, um, they've found out where we are. Uh, they've heard rumours of us being at the Brighton Fringe, and they've come to support Luke, um, the award-winning Luke, of course, award-winning yeah. Luke, award-winning. So that's right. They're actually unveiling a huge banner, and what does it? say it says happy happy uh birth oh, they spelt birthday wrong that's a, that's a pity what, a birthday uh, happy today? birthday happy birthday luke yeah Mark? can i ask what presents are you expecting from your obviously all your fans this year what presents well you know like it's nice when they write comments on the <laughs> podcast it's nice when they tell me that i'm great because you know that's <laughs> nice isn't it but you know what really helps is when they give me a little donation here and there Aww. It does. No, it helps because, you know, as Alex was saying, you know, these guys want me to perform comedy all the time, and uh, I don't have that much time. I've got like my. I, I, to be honest, I don't need to explain this to the listeners. I think I've said it enough. But um, it's it, the donations really do help because they help me pay for stuff. That's not particularly funny, I don't think. What we just said, that was more sort of like slightly pathetic. Um, we we have a phrase for that, and it's uh, it's uh, well, it, it's it's called begging. What, Luke, what, what Luke's doing there is begging um, for your your, uh, your your money. I'm basically going. Have you got any? Have you got any spare change, mate? Have you got any change? I need. Uh, yeah, because like I got kicked out of the Church of Scientology, and uh, I'm I'm just on the street now. So have you got any spare change for a cup of tea, mate? That's basically what I'm doing. You do get that in comedy. I had a show last year where my one and only audience member was a homeless guy who wanted to get out of the rain. <laughs> And he sat there and he, he smelt a bit. Can I say that? He, he smelt a bit. What but, did he smell of, Moz? Uh, he was quite musty, which is kind of he'd been in the rain all day and he, he smelt like a dog that had been a bit wet. Let's just imagine that, shall we, please, <laughs> listeners. Uh, imagine a dog which has been in the rain all day and he's a bit wet, but it's not actually a dog, it's a homeless man. Uh, I don't know how, how long it was since he had a bath. He may have had an accident maybe in his trousers at some point. <laughs> you get the idea. So you had one audience member in a show and he stank. Yeah. Poor guy, imagine stinking like that. It must be terrible. And, but he came to your show. And he had a little sleep halfway through. He was, I wouldn't say my show was dreadful, but he had to sleep halfway through. I well, will say that during uh, one of uh, Moz's performances, uh, Moz has uh, had, I believe, uh, three plays before this stage where he's worn the same black suit for over 100 performances. So I feel it's unfair to pick on this man with a musty smell who came to see you because I feel that some of that smell was from you. Can I just paraphrase? What Paul is saying there is that uh, Moz is kind of famous within you know this particular circle uh, for performing in the same black suit, one like comedy performance that he did over and over again about a hundred times in the same black suit and he never washed the black suit ladies and gentlemen he never washed it this is a this is disgusting Moz how could you be so filthy you didn't you didn't wash this black suit and 
you, that might not seem that bad, but as a comedian, it's very stressful. Before you go onto a show, you're nervous, you sweat, and there's nothing like nervous sweat. It stinks. Let's face it, it stinks of fear. <laughs> it stinks of sort of uh, the fear of rejection, yeah. and that's that's a very powerful and dangerous odor. And so this this suit, what, where is this disgusting suit now, Moz? It's uh, hanging up in my wardrobe. Uh, I have washed it about five times, but it, the, the smell is still quite rancid. So uh, one day, I thought that the suit, because of all of the, um, you know, the bacteria which had developed <laughs> within the suit, I thought it had developed its own life, its own sort of sentient uh, sort of life. It has actually through the main stitching down the back of the suit and in the trousers of the suit formed um, a, a nervous system. And is that a nervous system or a nervous system? A nervous system. I mean, it's a system that's very nervous. Yes. <laughs> so it's like, oh, oh uh, am I a suit? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I'm scared. Like that. Exactly like that, yeah. Yeah, okay, thanks, Alex. Um, <laughs> so let's, shall we try and bring this back down to sort of normality or should we just keep being stupid? It depends what, what, what the uh, listeners want, really. We can talk about comedy and the processes we go through, or we can just say some silly things and make some jokes. Um, we, I, I think it's probably a combination of the two, but I imagine most of my listeners really want us just to say lots of stupid nonsense, really. But we should uh, sort of add some actual facts uh, into that. Who are we? Right. Okay, um, who are we? Who are these people that I have in front of me? <laughs> Paul was saying that we met each other on a comedy course. They actually do comedy courses in the UK. I don't think that's very common in many other countries. Alex? Um, the courses are, you don't get qualifications for doing the course. Just, uh, you don't get a degree or a master's or a PhD or anything like that. What do you get? It's, it's mostly, well, it's kind of a workshop. You, you sit around in a circle and you talk through some ideas it's mainly about building confidence for um, performing um, and then, then at the end of the uh, uh, however long it is, eight weeks, then you perform a showcase where you, uh, all the material you've written throughout the course you, you do in front of an audience and, and hopefully they'll laugh. Right, okay. Hopefully they will laugh. Paul has something to say now. Paul Langton. Mr. Paul Langton, Esquire. BA honours? BA no honours. BA no honours. Yes, it's a degree in sport and English. It's been very useful in my life. Wait a minute, you did sport and English? Yes. So did they combine in some way? Was there some sort of like physical English? Did you have to run and speak at the same time? <laughs> uh, yes, I did. I actually went into the degree to uh, have a career in sports journalism. But uh, I. What went wrong, Paul? Um, well, a, a lot of the degree was based around the sport side, so there was quite a lot of fitness, something called biomechanics, uh, there was a lot of uh, sports science and sports sociology and psychology, but as I said, there's quite a lot of um, exercise involved, and obviously you can't see me, um, I'm uh, fat. And He's not that fat. Uh, I'm, I'm yes, actually, yes, he is. Uh, and I, I also I like to uh, I like to drink beer and I also smoke cigarettes, which unfortunately, believe it or not, listeners, doesn't allow you much scope within working in sports. So, despite the fact, Paul, that you are qualified as a sporting type of person, your lifestyle of drinking and smoking and etc. Et means that you've got nothing to do with sports anymore. Is there any kind of connection between you and sport now? I'm thinking about something in particular. Yeah, yes, I am an avid, avid fan of Arsenal Football Club. Um, uh, and I, I have supported them. Uh, I'm now 36. I've supported them all my life. Uh, I go to watch them regularly. And they are very much almost 
a religion to me. So, so you're a gooner, I think that's the right term. Is that right, a gooner? That would be the term, yes, sir, Luke Johnson, sir, me, Thompson, sir, who you? Who's Luke Johnson? <laughs> Moz, who's Luke, who is Luke Johnson, exactly? Paul just said, yes, Luke Johnson. Who the hell is Luke Johnson? Alex? I know who Luke Johnson is. Um, obviously, Luke is actually moving to France yeah. uh, to live. Oui, so, c'est so, vrai. Oui, c'est bon. Uh, so, Luke Johnson is who we've got to replace Luke Thompson for next year's show. Okay, so, and, and uh, who is this Luke Johnson? How have you, is he kind of like a Frankenstein's monster character? Someone that, maybe you've collected all my, my sort of, uh, my pubic hair and stuff that, that has been left in the bathroom. Uh, you've collected sort of uh, the dust that you've found around my, my bed in the hostel that we're sleeping in. You've collected all this stuff, you've got my DNA code and you've created a kind of clone of, of me. Is that right, we Paul? Have, we have indeed got a clone of uh, Luke and actually it's time we, we um, admitted the truth the boat that's arrived from France with a banner that, uh, saying, we love you, Luke, it's actually been unfurled a bit further, and it says, we love you, Luke Johnson. And um, Luke, Luke Johnson will be joining the podcast at some stage. I thought that it said, happy birthday, Luke, but it's also, it also, there's another, oh no, they've got another one, it says, yeah, you're right, Paul, it says, I love you, Luke Johnson, and, we love you, yeah, Luke and, Johnson. And if you think about it, and if you look at the main happy birthday banner, they've now unfurled that, and that says, happy birthday, Luke Johnson, because we only formed him from the DNA this morning. So, to the effect, today is Luke Johnson's birthday. Um, well, yeah, because today was a very weird gig. Luke uh, Thompson has not been sleeping very well at the moment. So, was, as I said, it was quite a weird performance today. And for a moment, me and Paul thought that Luke Johnson had escaped the clone, and we thought he was performing on stage. <laughs> Wait a minute. This is like getting. This is very complicated. This is becoming like the the plot of of, of uh, Inception or something. This. Bear in, bear in mind at all times that the people listening to this, um, they, you know, English is not their first language and they're probably quite reasonable people who don't think like comedians do. Comedians are generally quite sick in their head, not physically, I'm talking about mentally. They don't talk in the same way as other people. Like British people at the best of times are ironic and sort of weird and, and they have a strange sense of humour and they don't really mean what they say and they are very sort of sarcastic and stuff. But comedian, imagine a British comedian that's a recipe for weird conversation. Am I right, Moz, or am I wrong, or am I somehow both at the same time? You're, you're the legend of both, yeah. No, I agree with you. Most most British people d kind of don't say what they really mean. Like, you know, if someone were to say, nice to meet you, they probably don't mean nice to meet so you. So they say, nice to meet you, and what they mean is like, it's not nice to meet you. It's, it's great to be here. Rarely do you actually mean it's great to be here. Really? Yeah. Really, though? Like, if you came down to this beach, if Luke Johnson arrived on this beach now and said, uh, all right, everyone, it's great to be here. Is that what he sounds like? Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, Alex. Hello, Paul. Hello, Moz. Luke Johnson. Hello, I'm Luke Johnson. It's great to be here. And what he actually means is, hello, I'm Luke Johnson. It's re I'm really, I'm really sorry I'm here. Um, <laughs> but this, no, I think it's, it's not even that. When people say it's great to be here, they're just saying that because they can't think of anything else to say. Hold on. This is a, this is a stand-up comedy thing, I think. They often, people often say, it's great to be here at the beginning of a set. Like, for example, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Well, uh, Brighton, well, it's great to be here. And you're saying that they're not sincere. They don't really mean that. 
Well, there's an old hack joke, and hack means it's been done many times before, of um, they say, it's great to be here, but then I'm from a location such as uh, Walthamstow, where I live, uh, Stowe's so northeast London. <laughs> northeast London, yeah, I, I really like the location, but a lot of people <laughs> don't. Um, I, I really do, so go and visit Walthamstow, it's a nice place to go. Um, but they say, um, it's great to be here, the, the comedian will say, it's great to be here, but then I'm from Walthamstow, so it's great to be anywhere. So that, that is what they say. Right, as if they're, they're suggesting, it's great to be here because I'm just glad I'm not in Walthamstow, so it could be, it would be great to be anywhere. Okay, right, <clears throat> you've got another auxiliary point to make here, Alex. Yeah, I just want to clarify, Walthamstow is a nice place to go, so so go along. Please, visit, visit. What's the <laughs> What's the best thing about Walthamstow? If you were going to give someone advice, let's say it's a Spanish guy, let's say, for example, called Jose, which is what, that's the example I always give in, of like the generic foreign guy who listens to this. He's always Spanish. He's called Jose. Okay. So, uh, did you hear actually about the uh, the Spanish fireman and his two sons? No. Jose and <laughs> Jose B. Hmm. Rewind that. Listen to it again. Again, if you want to know Delete. what the, maybe just edit that out. <laughs> anyway, Paul, you wanted to say something. Yes, I'd like to, to, to say to Jose that the uh, the uh, best part of Walthamstow in North East London is the train station because it's the easiest way to leave Walthamstow. <laughs> you see the comedy jokes that are coming out here. This is what happens when you get four com uh, comedians together. Oh, I can't sit down like that anymore for a long period of time. Paul? Uh, we also have, I think the phrase is false platitudes. Uh, we what? Have, exactly. I'm, I'm throwing big words in now. I'm feeling very important. It's the English part of my degree. Uh, we say things on stage that, again, are considered, as, as Alex said, hack. Uh, if we go into a room, uh, a large room that might have seats for 50 or 60 people, and we go in, as does happen far too regularly, and there's about five people in the audience, you might come on and say something to uh, remark upon the size of the room. For argument's sake, in, in London we have uh, we have the O2, which is the largest concert venue in London. It seats thousands. Mm. So if you go into a large room that's empty, apart from five people, you might come on and say hello O2, or hello Wembley Stadium, or something. Hello Wembley! To, yeah, hello Wembley! Like you're a big rock star. Just to bring to the attention the fact that it's an empty room and hopefully make those five people feel a bit more at ease with what's going to happen next. Okay, listen what's happening here is we're now trying to explain uh, comedy and that's really hard because I think Jimmy Carr once said if you try and explain a joke or if you try and explain comedy Paul it it won't be funny yeah because it's like it's like dissecting a frog it's like yeah like this podcast it's like dissecting a frog um, the f no one really learns anything and the frog dies the, the opening for all comedy gigs is always about trying to ingratiate yourself with the audience so trying to find a common bond so because you're a stranger on stage, you come on stage, and the first thing you try and do is find what you've got in common with the audience. Yeah. So it's always like, anyone here from Walthamstow? <laughs> right, and the audience kind of doesn't say anything because they're embarrassed. Yeah. And then what happens? Alex? Um, well... So, so, what's the scenario? You, you said, hello, is anyone from Walthamstow? You come into a room, that maybe the, the, the audience are feeling a bit uncomfortable because the room is a bit hot, let's say, um, and uh, maybe the previous act didn't do very well because they were nervous or something, uh, or they were, like, unprepared, and then uh, you come in, you're like, oh, God, I've got to try and win these people over, and so you go, hello, uh, hello, uh, what is it? Like, hello, Bryson, for example. I'm from Walthamstow. Anyone here from Walthamstow? And the audience kind of goes... 
like that. And then what do you do? I, well, I think it's important to, to start with a joke. To, um, not just do that. Not just start with saying, is anyone from Walthamstow? Because it can't go any way. I th unless you have something to go... A lot of comics prepare for either way. If, if they get no response, they have an answer they can say. And if they get a response, they have an answer they can say. OK. It's organised. I also think with comedy, you like to play with uh, regions and parts of the country and accents and, and dialects. You like to think about who you're performing in front of. A perfect example is obviously we are four comedians based in London and we've come down to the south coast of England to Brighton for the, for the, for the Fringe. And a lot of people might, you know, if we go on and talk a lot about London, they might think we're quite arrogant because all we want to talk about is, is London. Yeah, because in Brighton, they don't really like London. It's like, no, this is Brighton, this isn't London. We don't care about London. Um, okay, you talked about regions and stuff. Can I just ask, yeah, Moz, you wanted to say something? No, I, I was, I was going to say, I just want to ask you guys where you actually come from. Because the listeners, as they listen to this, they might think, hmm, what are the accents here? Um, listeners are always interested in learning about the accents that uh, people have. So can you just tell us a little bit about your background? Where did you grow up? Um, where do you where, where did you grow up and what is your accent in your opinion Moz um, I've kind of moved around the country I grew up in Birmingham uh, yes Birmingham Birmingham crew in the house in the right in the center of, of uh, Britain it's got a very kind of very strong dialect kind of um, uh, what all right, mate, how's it going? Yeah, from Birmingham. Yeah, we're just down in Brighton, aren't we? You know what I mean? By the sea, it's busting. <laughs> it's, people kind of regard Birmingham people as a bit thick, but we're not. We're very educated. But, Moz, do you have a Birmingham accent? No, I've moved around all my life, so I kind of lived in Wales, in South Wales, and... Uh, do Welsh for us? An iPad? In it. What's that do then? I didn't understand a word of that. <laughs> you guys, did you understand that? No, 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 no. No one. I mean, there's a kind of old-fashioned, slightly old-fashioned joke, which is that the Welsh, well, uh, they, 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 they have sex with sheep. <laughs> Let's face it, because there aren't any people around in Wales. There's like more sheep than there are people, and so the old joke, and it's a bit old-fashioned now, but the old joke is that Welsh people like to shag sheep. They're sheep shaggers. They like to have sex with sheep. So, Moz, I'm sorry I have to ask you this question. As an honorary kind of Welsh person, you spent some time in Wales. Did you ever fornicate with a sheep? I can't believe I'm asking this. I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to go into that. Um, no. So, you, you, Birmingham, Wales, yeah. where else? Uh, London. Yeah. Uh, for about 12 years, and my accent's very diluted. I don't really have kind of a very strong accent. Okay. I would say, wouldn't you agree, gentlemen, that Moz has a received, kind of general received pronunciation, no? I'd, I'd say it's, it's got a slightly uh, Birmingham, we, we say brummy for, for Birmingham, it's got a slight brummy twang. Twang is uh, kind of, you can hear the accent slightly. So that would be like, you know, you've got like a slight Birmingham that's more of that's quite a strong Birmingham accent though, isn't it? Um, okay, but I think you're you've got like a really I would say it's BBC English, Moz. I, I think actually because we're on a podcast, I was putting on a slight accent. You can notice there, listeners, that he said podcast, podcast. Yeah. That's one example there of how Moz might be from well, not in London, north of London, because he said cast, not podcast. Oh. In the south, I think they would say podcast. Paul, you're you're a Londoner born and bred, aren't you, mate? 
Yes, yes. So, what, how would you say it? Podcast or podcast? Okay, podcast. Yeah, see the south, north-south divide. In the south, they say ah. In the north, they say ah. And that's for words like bath, bath. Stone. Stone's a good word. Stone. Stone or, or scone is another word. Stone or scone, really? I don't know it, about it's that. Scone. Yeah. Paul would say scone, whereas I would say scone. But we, you, you wouldn't say stone, though, would you? For stone. Exactly. It's, it's a very uh, specific word that stone is stone, but whereas scone or scone is very different depending where you come from. Okay. Scone is like a little cake that you eat with, with cream and yes. stuff like that. Um, okay, so we've done Moz. Um, so let's move on. Let's do Alex now. Um, all right, Alex, where are you from then? I'm from, uh, I was born in Bristol in the southwest of England, and uh, I moved to Gloucestershire, uh, a small uh, village outside a town in Gloucestershire, when I was uh, eight weeks old. Um, and I, I lived there till I was 19. Uh, then I went away to university, uh, to Portsmouth, three years, then I moved back home for another couple of years, and then I moved to London um, at the start of 2010. Okay. And, gentlemen, Alex's accent, what do you think, Paul? Um, I've always thought that Alice, Alex is Alice. 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 Who is Alice? Alice is Luke Johnson's girlfriend. She's Luke Johnson's um, girlfriend. Oh, Alice, get over here. Give us a kiss. Alex, Alex is accent. Um, I, I always thought had a, a Midland or a Birmingham lilt to it. I, I don't know why, but I've always felt that. Alex, what do you think? Um, I, I consider myself to have a neutral accent. But I hear a little Birmingham lilt in there. You were like, I consider myself, myself, not myself, myself. I know what the, the, the lilt is. The lilt is a Gloucestershire lilt. It's a, they speak like that around there because a lot of people are farmers around, around Gloucestershire. So that's how they speak. So there, there's a bit of that. But also, they, they either speak like that in Gloucestershire or they speak very posh as well. There's a lot of posh people in Gloucestershire. And this is how they speak. They speak like the Queen. In fact, Prince Charles lived uh, in just out on the outskirts of the town where I went to school. So oh, that's <laughs> lovely. Eh? That's absolutely lovely, isn't it, Paul? Yeah. Um, so okay, you've got like a, a combination of a sort of slightly posh, uh, um, posh uh, maybe a, a slightly posh farmer. Oh, hello. Yes, I'm just driving my tractor here down the road. Get out of the way, would you, little uh, rabbit? Or I will crush you. Right. <laughs> so. Um, um, Paul, um, yes. what about you then, mate? Where are you from? What's your accent? Uh, well, I'm a uh, born and bred Londoner, uh, uh, directly from central London. I was born in a hospital that was just behind Oxford Circus, which is directly in the heart of the West End in London. Uh, I lived there until I was 18 uh, in a Covent Garden area of London, and then I went to university in Liverpool uh, for a three-year degree that lasted seven years. That's, <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. Um, so, and, and while at university in the north, of England, I, uh, I came into contact with a lot of different accents, and it's quite strange that when you have a, a group of very strong accents, when they get together, they do dilute. Um, also, on a, on a side note, I will say that I am from London, but I have fornicated with a sheep. Uh, oh, okay. Um, you've got an Irish connection, uh, do, do I, I do believe, Paul. Isn't it part of your family or your family from Ireland originally? Uh, yes, both my mother and father are from Ireland. Um, so I'm second generation Irish, uh, otherwise known in England as a plastic paddy. Uh, plastic uh, yeah, paddy. Yeah, as, as a term of insult. Uh, it's very much because uh, the Irish people as a nation, when they, they have gone across 
the whole globe, but they do seem to really stick to their roots more than a lot of other nations. So you'll find people that are second generation, even third generation, who are very indoctrinated as far as religion and also things like uh, Irish dancing and specific Irish sports. And they seem to believe in that uh, a lot more than the actual Irish. There's, there's a part of London uh, in northwest of London called Kilburn, which is jokingly called County Kilburn, as in the different counties of the Republic of Ireland. So there's like Ulster, Munster, Leinster, Connaught, and they jokingly call it County Kilburn because a lot of the people who live there are second, third generation Irish, but in a lot of ways they seem more Irish than... Uh, than real Irish people. I've also fornicated with a parakeet. <laughs> okay, fantastic. I hope you're picking this up, listeners. Fornicate, fornicate means to have sex. Uh, that's right. I uh, hope, uh, hope you don't get offended by that. If you do, just deal with it, I guess. Um, and a parakeet is a small parrot. A parakeet is a small parrot. So that's that was a joke, ladies and gentlemen. He hasn't actually. I hope. I sincerely hope that he hasn't uh, fornicated with any kind of bird, except maybe the human kind. So I. I think maybe that this is a good place to draw uh, this podcast episode to, to a close. The sun is just uh, pretty much gone down now. Am I right, guys? Yes. Yeah. You're right, yeah. yeah. And um, so we're all very tired, and it's time for us to go and get something to eat. Um, but uh, so that wraps up the episode. I hope you've enjoyed. I hope you've enjoyed the sounds of the sea here, the English Channel. You might hear some noises of the stones on the beach. Um, but that is the end of this episode of the podcast. I must try and record uh, maybe some bits of the performances which I, uh, have been done by Paul uh, and Alex and Moz. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. Moz is laughing here because um, yeah, the balloon show is pretty weird, right? Yeah, very weird. You have to be there to experience it. Okay. Well, maybe that's the thing. Maybe you need to come here to Brighton um, and experience. So come to England and go and see some stand-up comedy and you'll learn things. You'll actually see what it's really like, it's what stand-up comedy is really like. Go to some nights. Alex? Yeah, come, come, and, come and watch some comedy. If you're in Edinburgh during the Fringe Festival, come and find me and Paul. We're doing a show called Love and Lantern's Dirty Laundry. Uh, you can find all the information on my website, <laughs> yes. which is www.alexlove.co.uk. And uh, I write a blog on there uh, every now and then about comedy, so you can read that and... I think, it's, I think it's a very good idea, listeners, if you want something to read, some real authentic British English written by uh, Alex Love here, all about his experiences, his personal experiences of doing comedy and so on, go to alexlove, A-L-E-X-L-O-V-E dot co dot U-K, and you'll find his blog, and it's a very good read, he's a very good writer. You're a published journalist, Paul. Uh, Paul? Alex. <laughs> Alex, you're a published writer. You've written for the Guardian newspaper. What are you doing on stand-up comedy? Um, well, I'm obviously an unsuccessful journalist, uh, so that, that's why I'm doing stand-up comedy. Okay. Um, Paul, you're actually... Well, you know what? You, I look, you look like you're hungry. I'm starving hungry. Uh, are you hungry, Paul? Yes, I'm hungry for love with a parakeet. There we go. That's the general tone of the evening. I think it's time to draw this one to a close. Thank you very much for listening. There will be more episodes in the very near future. I wanted to. Paul is pointing at Moz here. Why would, do you want to throw him into the sea? Is that? Yeah. Okay. Well, go and see Paul and Alex's Edinburgh show if you go to the Edinburgh Festival. We're now going to throw Moz into the ocean. Okay. So that wraps up the show. Thanks very much for listening. Bye. 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 bye, 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 bye. bye. 
for listening to this episode of Luke's English Podcast. Don't forget to visit teacherluke.podomatic.com for more information. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.